All set. All right, fire away. Let's talk about the decision to start Dane. and We felt that, that we were going to come out in the first couple of series and throw drop back passes. And then because we knew that they were going to spend a week loading up the, loading up the box against us. So it's just a question. Do you start Michael, then come in and throw some drop back passes, or do you come out and throw some first? We had an intent that we were going to go for a series or two and then go right to the option game. So, like I told everyone, they're both going to play. I already knew that that was our intent. So this was not like any last-minute decision that, that we ended up making. Did he seem ready to go? I mean, he missed passes high again, but did he seem like today was going to be different for him? Well, you didn't see the whole play. So, you know, if you, you saw what I saw, you might see it a little differently. Sure. You know, sometimes, sometimes receivers can't stop running when the ball's being thrown. There's sure. more to it than that. You know, it's easy from the naked eye to sit there and give an analysis, but I wasn't really happy with any of the first few passes, how they turned out. You had some missed opportunities early, uh, the fourth down play, the, the turnover down. Yeah, the first down, fourth down play, you know, we're supposed to be reading, you know, reading if they bring pressure. And if they do bring pressure, we're supposed to pitch the ball. And they brought pressure, and we didn't pitch the ball. So the guy that we were pitching the ball off of ended up blowing the play up because that was a potential big play, big play. But you know, take nothing away. You know, they played they played tough on defense and they were dynamic on offense, just the way I expected them to be. You mentioned earlier in the week, you know, if you guys weren't ready, they could be a hundred to nothing. It obviously wasn't that. That's but about this is about what that is yeah, right there. Yeah, that's hundred to nothing, fifty nine to ten. They're pretty close. Yeah. Did you did you feel like I mean after Iowa State and that long layoff that you guys no, were ready or my concern my concern wasn't really West Virginia uh-huh. my concern was us you know that you know I'm not I can't worry about West Virginia I mean they obviously have a, a great quarterback and some dy- dy- dynamic players on offense and you know have great great skill position players that you know that exposed us today okay I only worry about how we play. No, and we didn't play very well, and that, that's, that doesn't make me very happy. You look at the problem you had against the passing teams. Uh, is it equal parts lack of speed and lack of pass rush? Well, I mean, there's there's only two answers to that. You know, I'm not. This isn't time for me to reflect on the season. You know, but you know, I'm fully aware of our deficiencies. I'm fully aware of what they are. Okay, so that's. That's what in about five seconds, you know, I want to be out recruiting so we can try to you know, plug some of these holes and not have as many deficiencies because you saw a gross mismatch out there when, when, when you looked out there. It didn't take a brain surgeon to figure out who, you know, whose players were exposing the other, other team's players. Charlie, you guys made some strides this year on defense, and then the last two games obviously didn't quite work out that way. What do you think? The last two games was the biggest issue on defense. Well, it was definitely big plays. Now, you know the the reason for the big plays is still yet you know an analysis that yet yet to occur. You know, but the games that we've struggled on defense, we've given up a bunch of big plays, and today was just another one of those days. I mean, a zillion yards on offense. No matter how good their players are, okay, no matter how good they are, you can't give up the, the volume of big plays that we gave up this week and. If you reflect back to last week, there was a bunch of big plays in that game as well. You talked about West Virginia's Austin earlier in the week. You talked about him, and did he live up to the uh, what you saw on film? 
I can't use my exact verbiage when I saw him after the game, but I grabbed you know, number one and number three together at the same time, and I encouraged them to work even harder now than they were working before. Um, I, I grabbed them both and I said, you know, you guys both have a chance of being special players, but don't rest on your laurels and, you know, push yourself to even be better because you have a chance of playing this game for a long time. And I did tell them they were a pain in the butt. And you can, <laughs> you can, you can change the, the phrase if you, if you'd like to. Would you talk about Geno Smith? His well, game. Can, the way I look at it, he completed every pass today, one to us and 23 to them. <laughs> you know. He was 24 for 24, but uh, I mean, when you throw, when you complete 21 in a row, you know, when you, let's see, I'm not looking at sheets, I don't look at stats, but what, 23 for 24 for 407 yards? I mean, give me a break. I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. And I've been telling people all week long that want to criticize Geno, I go, the only reason people aren't talking about him as a potential Heisman Trophy candidate is because they lost five games. West Virginia is sitting here right now, 11 and 1. Trust me, everyone will be talking about Geno Smith. But you know, you have to, you know, that trophy goes along with, along with winning. And you know, when you when you lose that volume of game, you kind of take yourself out of the discussion. You mentioned you're only concerned with your guys. Did, did you sense they were up for this and pre prepared well during the week? I I was concerned with the matchup. I was concerned with the matchup. And, Unfortunately, my concerns were came true. Let's just say that. It's a nice way to say it. Simple. All year after you know these losses, you've pointed to get back into it next week. Another game ahead. Obviously, that's not the case. You have your plans and your staff. You're hitting the road. But but how about for your guys in there? What what? Well, that's why I don't know if you watched me coming off at halftime and during the game. During the game, I spent a lot of time talking to Hosop. I'm walking off the field and I'm explaining to him, you're my voice now. I mean, you're the guy who I'm counting on. That's our strength coach for anyone that's you know from West Virginia. But I said, you know, the, you're you're the guy. Uh, these are only optional lifts. They got one week of school left, and then they got final exams. So before you know it, they're going to be gone. I said, but when we're on the road recruiting, you're you know you're you're the guy that's going to you know get this going. And I also had several conversations with a bunch of players during the game. Some of them with young guys that aren't even playing. And I took a couple of freshmen that we redshirted and said, are you, are you watching this? You know, and then I got with some of the I talked to Ben Heaney, and I talked to James Sims, and I talked to Tony Pearson. I had a bunch of conversations. When, they, when the game was out of control, right. you know, I'm already working next week and, you know, into the spring, and, you know, you, you already start, you know, you don't wait. You never, there's never, it's never too early to start, to start moving forward. When you were introduced, you said you wanted to find out why K-State was 10-2 and two and Kansas was 2-10. and 10. Have you found that answer yet? Yeah, it's, it's, it has a lot to do with recruiting. That's what we're going to, that's what we're going to go try to fix. Is there anything more to I, I, I don't want to get into particulars, but if you just look at the, look up at the makeup of rosters, okay, you'll see there's one glaring glaring statistic that comes out, you know, with uh, where everyone came from. And without having to spell it out, spell it out, it's one of the areas where you could fill a lot of voids quickly with players that can play now. And that's obviously, you. we all watch the game, we need to fill these voids quickly with players that can play now. I don't want to sound crazy, but 
That's okay. Uh, I've done it before. So. That's okay. <laughs> when, when you're in a losing streak like this, and you know every week's a disappointment at the end, is there any possible good that comes out of the end of the season being here and now all these guys can move forward and, and start working towards something different than this season? Well, I'll give you a, a for instance, okay? You know, let me just answer that in one thing. Yeah. yeah you come off, come off, you know, you're obviously, you know, disappointed, angry, upset. I don't say too much after things like that because I, I try, even when I'm yelling at them, to have time to reflect on what I'm going to say before I say it. I try not to just do things off the cuff anymore, like the younger days. But I go in there and one of our players who couldn't make the trip who I'm counting on to be a significant player next year, had a string of texts on my phone, you know, giving his analysis of the game. Okay, this, 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 this. And I'm reading this and I'm saying, that's, that, that, that perks you up. Right. That, you know, that in a, in a second, you've gone from being totally in the tank to sit there and say, now that's what I'm talking about, you know, so... I think you can read between the lines on who the, the multi-texter was, but, uh, <laughs> but uh, it was it was refreshing to see that not only is he watching the game, but he's studying the game, and, you know, and analyzing the game. And, and he asked if he can have a meeting with me tomorrow, so that when we're on the road recruiting, you know, that uh, that that you know he can start moving things in the right direction. You know, that we need a lot of people like that, but that's a good start. Was he watching with his wife, did he mention? <laughs> uh, that's a loaded question. <laughs> this was your first trip in Kansas, first trip to Morgantown. Can you talk about the atmosphere here and how it compares to other Big 12 schools? Well, it's, not, it's not my first trip to Morgantown, just so you know, but it is my first trip to, to coach against. You know, if I hear John Denver one more time, I you know, might get sick to my stomach. You know, I, Although I love the song, to have to be serenaded walking off after a blowout loss it doesn't exactly fire me up too much. But uh, it was a big day for them, and they should be happy. I mean, they're, they're good guys, played good. Okay, and that's what you hope for on a senior day. It didn't work out that way for us. And, you know, I, I just wish Coach uh, well, you know, and as they go forward into the bowl game. And I hope that some of those guys don't – I never see them ever again, to be perfectly honest with you. You talked a lot about being competitive this year and setting that goal for the team. Do you try and raise that for next year, raise the bar? Raise the bar? Yeah, I'd like to win more games now. You know, that, that, that would lift my spirits quite a bit. And not to be sarcastic, but when you first – get to the point where you get them to start fighting, that's a good thing. Okay, but, you know, when fighting and winning are two totally different things. So, I mean, we have a lot of ground to make up here. You know, we made up a lot of ground in a year, but it obviously, you looked at the product today, that's not, that's not anywhere near good enough. Okay, so we have, we have to, we have to get ready to get our hands dirty and, and really go to work. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Coach. Take care, Coach.